coming to you from deep inside the bowels of a great big empty. Get ready for another episode of The Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. Okay, folks, welcome back to The Home Defense Show. This is your host, Skip Coriel. Today, we're going to talk about deer hunting. Why is deer hunting important and beneficial to home defense, to concealed carry, to people who carry guns to protect themselves and the ones they love? It's not obvious at first. But when you dig down into it, when you look at it critically, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, later on uh, in the in the video, we will have uh, some sequences from my deer season. Uh, I took my son, 13-year-old Cedar, hunting this year, his first deer hunting expedition. We had a great time, but you'll see more details about that uh, later on. Of course, always remember, our sponsors, firearmslegal.com slash Midwest Tactical, um, you know, to protect yourself uh, and your family if you ever get involved in the criminal justice system. And also, don't forget SuarezInternational.com to get some good training and Center Shot Indoor Gun Range Indoor, Michigan, where it's always a perfect 70 degrees. All right, I want to start this by reading an excerpt from... Uh, Jim's, uh, a Jim Cirillo book. Actually, it was written by uh, Paul Kirchner. It's on Amazon.com and it's called uh, Tales of the Stakeout Squad. Let me uh, turn it around here. I'm going to have to read off my laptop here because I have it on Kindle. I don't have the physical book here. Here's an excerpt. It says, The Dream Team. Cirillo and Allard were both hunters. Out of all the necessary attributes, an enthusiasm for hunting was what Lieutenant Brady most valued when selecting new men. Lieutenant Brady, he was a, the head of the stakeout squad. Quote, they have the judgment and patience, the infinite patience that the job requires, unquote. And this is Jim Cirillo talking. Jim Cirillo, um, he was one of the founding members of the New York Police Department stakeout squad. He killed a lot of bad guys during his time. Joel Valpedo felt that the other guys, who weren't the top-notch gunmen and didn't have confidence in their abilities, may inadvertently be blowing the plans. Here's what we think they would do. We think, we're not positive. We sometimes built these dummy walls and hid behind them, and went kind of like building a tree blind or a deer blind. We sometimes built these dummy walls and hid behind them, and then they're making noise, or they're smoking, clouds coming out the top, or they would maybe stick the shotgun muzzle out, expose it. They might be thinking, hey, let me just sit here, relax, and have fun. They didn't want to get involved. So Valpedo was wondering why Bill and I were getting so many hits. That is, killing so many people. Bad guys. They were thinking of staking us out. He told Masad Ayub, quote, Cirillo and Allard are like a couple of rocks. They just sit there, quiet as hell, unquote. That's what hunters do. <laughs> What the hell? We were deer hunters, hunters, shooters. You know how me and Bill used to hone our skills? We'd go woodchuck hunting with our handguns, sneak away between the hedgerows, and catch the woodchucks. That, folks, is one of the reasons deer hunting is beneficial to anyone who uh, wants to learn how to be a gunfighter. It's a skill set, right? It does two things. It teaches you patience gives you discipline. 
Um, it helps you shoot under stress. To this, I've been hunting my whole life. Almost every time a deer walks up, I spaz out. You know, I, I think I'd be more calm in an actual gunfight uh, where someone's trying to kill me than when an eight-point buck walks up. Uh, it's just the way that I am. I just get so excited. But it forces me to act under stress, to perform under stress. And a good portion of the time when I'm deer hunting, I blow it. But it's good practice. It also desensitizes you to uh, not just the stress, but also killing and blood. I mean, because you don't just kill this deer. You actually, you kill it, you blood trail it, you track it down. Uh, you take out your knife, you rip it open, you pull out the guts, you pull out its heart, um, and then you drag it back home and cut it up. So it desensitizes you to a lot of the stuff uh, that's also involved in, in gunfighting. Now, I'm not saying when you get into self-defense shooting, you should gut the person out because that's not going to look good in court if you do that, okay? That will take you out of the good guy column and put you in the bad guy column, like a lunatic kind of a guy. So don't gut out uh, criminals. Um, <clears throat> important legal tip there. All right. that's uh, You need to check out that book. Uh, it's by Paul Kirchner, uh, Tales of the Stakeout Squad. You can find it on Amazon. Then also Guns, Bullets, and Gunfights. And of course, check out our sponsors, FirearmLegal.com slash Midwest Tactical, SuarezInternational.com, and also Centershot Indoor Gun Range. I'm going to take you now on an actual deer hunt. So check out, this is a Skip Coriel slash Cedar Coriel father-son deer hunt. Here's how it works in real life. Have fun. Okay. Don't worry. It's just me. I just shot a buck. My nose is bleeding. You know, I've got scope eye before. I hear that happens all the time, but this is my first case of scope nose. <laughs> this buck came in. I'm uh, overlooking a thicket here. Here's my little creek. That's the creek that runs. That's the creek that runs right through my property here. The buck's out there. In the... This buck came in into that thicket, and he's coming down through there. And I saw him. I shot while he was in the brush. I don't know if I missed him, but then he jumped about 10 yards and stood there and uh, I shot again. And he went he went right down, right that. So maybe I hit him in the spine, maybe I hit him high in the shoulder, I don't know. But I don't really even know how many points it has. But, uh, you know, it's not small, but it's not huge either. The important thing is, it'll help fill, fill my freezer, because I've only gotten one small dose so far this year. I had another one come in about 7.05 right behind me, another doe, nice doe, but I couldn't get around in time to, to shoot her. But this guy came in right about 8 o'clock, and uh, I don't know, <laughs> it's always good to shoot a deer on opening day. I am 
freezing my butt off. My son, uh, Cedar, my 13-year-old, he's about 100 yards behind me. I put him right on the edge of the corn, thinking he'd see all kinds of deer, but I haven't heard any shots over there. But anyways, I just wanted to share that with all my friends. Sorry about all the blood. <laughs> That's never happened to me before, but <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, climb on down here. I gotta wade across this creek now. Go over there and see how big this deer is. So I'll, uh, I'll send you a picture here in uh, just a little bit. I'll be back. <laughs> Look at my hair. <laughs> it's a good day. Okay, well, I'm down here in the thicket now. My, my stand is over there. That's about 40 yards, and uh, the deer is right there. He didn't go very far. That's what happens when you shoot him in the neck. <laughs> they just kind of drop. Although, I do miss a good blood trail. I love a blood trail, especially in the snow, but opening day, so many hunters around. <laughs> I'd just soon drop them right, right there. That way I don't have to worry about somebody else getting my deer. Although I'll, I'll lose a little bit of neck meat there, but hey, boy, that, that deer uh, all swelled up on the neck there. So, uh, yeah, so pretty good shot right there in the neck. Just a four point, but a lot of good meat on this deer, and that's what I'm out. I'm all about primarily. Although, if a bigger one comes in, I'll shoot that one. So, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and cut this thing out, start dragging it. Then I'll go check on my 13 year old cedar and see how he did. But hey, even if nothing else happens, this was a successful morning, and I got some good meat for the freezer. So, this is Skip Coriel with Home Defense Show. I will be right back. <laughs> All right, I always get the heart and the liver for my wife. There's the heart. Heart's good eating. I don't like it, but Sarah loves it. Don't break the heart. Come on, have a heart, will you? <coughs> heart joke. And then the liver. I hate liver. My dad used to make me eat liver when I was a kid. I would throw up. Whose liver? But Sarah loves it. Whose liver was it? I didn't know the guy. liver is just a great big filter that filters out all, all the impurities. So I figure, why would I want to eat it? Right, so I'll toss that over there. 
<laughs> Don't let me touch it. Be careful not to cut yourself when you're doing this, okay? I always seem to do that when I reach up to get the esophagus and cut that off. Oh. Not a good meat on this deer. This, folks, is why you have children. Good job, Cedar. You're doing great. <laughs> I love this. Here we are on opening day at the movie theater, watching the Battle of Midway. It's gonna start here pretty soon. Be in here for two and a half hours, then we'll head back out into the woods so Cedar can shoot a deer. Oh yeah. Catch you later, I'll tell you about the movie. Bye bye boys! Have fun storming the castle! <laughs>